Rights Bryden is recorded live in front of a YouTube audience. Vicky and I really should be the first people you, you turn to. Anytime there's a big event, you turn to us first, we'll, we'll sort you out. We'll tell you exactly what to think. Don't, don't go out there and think anything on your own. That would be dangerous. is preparing to withdraw a significant number of troops from Syria. New indications this morning the lawmakers may have a way out but avoids a shutdown this week. All right. Oh boy. Hopefully the sound is not as bad as it was the last time. Um, we're gonna see them. We're we're gonna see. I know the last time it was a little bit too loud. That was irritating because nobody told me at the time that it was just too loud. But I've got a little bit of a meter on here. I'm trying to not let it get to the yellow. Hopefully you're going to be able to hear me, though, because Streamlabs is just being an absolute disaster today. It's just being an absolute disaster. I can't see any of the things that might be coming in the chat where it's, I usually ignore everything that's going on, except I'll see things like, uh, the sound's not working, and then I'll be able to um, uh, be able to fix such a problem, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we're gonna write to Brighton, America's journalists, right back where one of us should be. It is another solo show. Uh, in fact, we're gonna be running solo. These are the last two episodes of of the year. You have this Wednesday or uh, the, the the Thursday morning if if you download it on the new RSS feed, which is over there on Anchor.fm. Should be telling all of your friends about that. We're no longer on Spreaker. 100% independent. Not that we weren't over there. It's just Anchor's free. So I <laughs> wanted to move away from uh, from that. But Spicky is on vacation a little bit early. I will be on vacation the the next week. And we'll be back in January uh, doing doing the show yet again. So it's, uh, it's the second to last episode of the year i hope everybody's gotten their christmas shopping and and all of that done uh i hate i i i've actually grown to like really hate christmas you know it um like it doesn't feel christmasy here in ohio at all and uh what that's not she pops in to say it sounds fine I was like, all right, pop in though, like, because I can't see the chat. Pop in if if something goes wrong. But no, okay, that's that's women for you. But uh, so it's not Christmassy in Ohio at all. It's like kind of fifty something degrees, uh, raining a bunch. Um, I, I tried to go to a a mall recently. I was like, all right, you know, you got to do Christmas shopping stuff. Let me check out a mall. I'm not sure if you've been to malls lately. They're all black malls now, from what I can tell, and nobody's there. Like, they're just, they're, there's nothing. There's Spencer's Gifts, which you would think would have been replaced by now by Amazon. Hot Topic still survived. Um, the mall's just kind of where you can go to, like, buy weed and pretzels, I think, at this point. 
Tchau. And we're gonna have to deal with the, uh, with the, with the cigar smoking and all that. I'm a little sober this morning, or this evening, I guess. It's kind of a shame. Uh, but we're gonna have to deal with the, uh, deal with the, the cigar smoking and, and all of that. But before we did anything else, I, I wanted to play something for you guys just right off the bat. Let's see if I can get this going. No, nah, that's gonna be broken the rest of the show. I'll check halfway through. I just wanna play something for you guys. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was so, so good. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of uh, Bill Mitchell. He's uh, a genius. All right. He's an absolute genius. I can't tell how many subscribers he has on YouTube. Doesn't tell me. Uh, 15,000 views on his video that he uploaded on the 7th. Um, and this was sent to me by a buddy of mine uh, from NewMediaCentral.net. You can go check them out. Um, but... Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is your voice, America, which is a uh, stream podcast thing, kind of kind of exactly like this, uh, except his is better quality and like way more people care about it. And we make the joke, you know, America's journalists and all of that. Like that's that's a joke. It's a gag, right? And this would be funny if this guy was was joking. But Bill Mitchell is a terrible, insufferable boomer. And uh, I got a big kick out of this. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. Your voice, America. Your voice, America. When you open your heart to patriotism, there is no room for prejudice. The silent majority is silent no more. These are people who work hard but no longer have a voice. I am your voice. Your voice, America. Your voice, America. Good evening, folks. Good evening, folks. I'm Bill Mitchell, and I uh, still look bad after plastic surgery. So that that's... <laughs> <laughs> Look at Bill Mitchell's new uh, new thing. I mean, I I have never watched Your Voice America. I love that he's got the little trademark in his thing too. What a dork! What an old boomer dork! The person that he's meeting with here apparently is an expert on Q. So the whole Q and on thing. But did you catch that that great <laughs> great part? In there where he has Trump, it's like when you open your heart to patriotism. There's no room for presidents. Presidents. That's Bill Mitchell. Really, he's like, your voice, America. We are definitely not racist. We love the blacks. Your voice, America. <laughs> the silent majority. <laughs> oh, Bill Mitchell's never done anything bad to me ever. I, I really have no problem with him outside of he's just a fucking turd. <laughs> oh, that's just, I just, I thought that was the cheesiest fucking thing in the world. I loved it. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, a lot of laughs. A lot of laughs to be had, but yeah, uh, where are we at? We're about, we're about eight minutes into this. We, we do have a lot of stuff. 
Um, we got to go over. We got to account for the long pauses and things like that. I'm going to have to, I mean, I, I, I miss Spicky until Spicky gets back. I'm going to have to figure out, uh, maybe we'll just have like longer bumpers or something like that. I'll just start, uh, I'll just start playing like, you know, five minute commercials for just things that don't even, wouldn't even think of sponsoring us. <laughs> and, uh, I've been, I've been watching a bunch of shark tank, recently i'd never seen this show never seen this show in my entire life it's fucking awful uh it's not a very good show but maybe i'll maybe i'll just start playing episodes of shark tank between each segment that way i can actually uh actually get get uh, some hits off of the old cigar uh but we got i mean we got plenty of bullshit we got to talk about today i mean obviously everybody isn't stop it obviously everybody's kind of in a bit of a tizzy with the wall um i i am as well uh not not thrilled uh good news today about syria though uh prison reform not so good news uh bump stocks not good news Dossier, mixed news. Flynn, bad news. Trump Foundation, bad news. Trump Tower, Moscow, irrelevant, but we're going to talk about it. Funny stuff for 2020, and uh, you're getting spied on uh, like crazy. So, I mean, all of that stuff is, uh, I don't know, fucking depressing. I got to tell you, I mean, we're going to, at least on this episode, we're going to be not not thrilled uh, about a lot of this stuff, so... I don't know. We'll go ahead and uh, go ahead and just dive right into it, I guess. There, guys, if I can figure out my fucking audio, that'd be that'd be something, wouldn't it? You are now cordially invited to ride shotgun in the smart car of hate. Buckle up, motherfuckers. Where the fuck is my fucking border wall? It's been a couple years. Now I get it. Okay, we were excited. Donald Trump, he's gonna he's gonna shut down the government. He's gonna take the mantle. He's gonna be proud to shut down the government. This is gonna be great, right? This is gonna be just a fantastic thing. All right, there's Trump. He's got some fucking balls again. We like him. I understand that we got uh, we got kind of blown the fuck out due to fraud in the midterms. We expanded the Senate, though. That's okay. And now we found we have finally enough. Uh, we got McSally. Yay. In the Senate over in Arizona. And she's just a piece of shit. We're not going to talk about her too much, but I'm sure her name will come up quite a bit. Because she doesn't deserve it. It's just funny in a way to dunk on your grandma who doesn't really understand that she's just going to vote like John McCain. She's a piece of shit and she doesn't deserve to be there. I forget who it was. Somebody on Twitter said that she was a, uh, a, a dog mom that wanted lower taxes. And that's exactly it. She's not good for Arizona in the least bit because Arizona has a uh, has a bit of an immigration problem. I'm not sure if you've been to Arizona recently. They're brown and not just because of the tan. But hey, we're not going to get the $5 billion 
Trump said, I'm going to shut down the fucking government, Schumer. You Jewish motherfucker, you bitch. I'm going to shut down the government, okay? Let me shut down. I'd be punished to shut me, 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 me. What a fucking letdown. Because that's not the case. It looks like Trump is going to be backing down on that, not not shutting down the government. Like he, I mean, hey, I, I hate to agree with Chuck Schumer, but he has said 20 times, according to Washington Post, previous to that, that he was going to shut down the government. We've heard him say, I'll shut down the government, I'll shut down the government, I'll shut down the government, he doesn't fucking do it. Now they're saying, okay, uh, the original deal was, uh, we'll, you know, we'll just do a continuing resolution and we'll give you $1.6 billion that you can just, you just play around with. You get $1.6 billion discretionary funds, right? You'd be able to do that. You can put that towards the wall. No, that, no, no, not anymore. You can't do that anymore. Not anymore. No, no, that's not even there because he backed away. Because Trump backed off of that bullshit. That's not even on the fucking table anymore. No more $1.6 billion. And he's like, oh, well, I don't know if I'm going to shut down the government. You saw Newt Gingrich get on uh, on Fox and was like, oh, maybe he's just trying to get through Christmas. I'm not, I like Newt Gingrich. Don't get me wrong. But listen, Moonbase, buddy, I'm tired of waiting. We don't have to wait anymore. We need to not be waiting anymore. There's no reason to wait anymore. We need the fucking wall, and Trump's not going to get reelected without it. The only thing that Donald Trump has going for him is that he does have a very rabid base, and I'm still going to vote for the motherfucker in 2020. There's not another choice. There's no other fucking choice. Are you going to vote for Kamala Harris? Huh? Kamala and Beto? Yeah, they really have your fucking interest in mind. See, people forget a big part about conservatism even of itself. Like, oh, it's never conserved anything. You're right. You're completely right. Oh, yeah. I, I agree completely with that. But you know what it has done? Tried to stop it. Tried to stop the car from going off of the cliff. And we're going off the cliff very fucking rapidly. Because Trump wasn't able to stop anything, it looks like, so far. And the reason is, nobody's on the guy's side. Because the real story here isn't, why the fuck... Can't Trump get five billion measly dollars? Now that's a lot of more money than we're ever gonna have. But government-wise, that's—I mean, it's it, you guys know that it's—it's it's not a bunch of fucking money. The real story is why can't he get that? It must be Trump's fault because that—they want you to think that it's somehow Trump's fault or the the Republicans' fault. It is a lot of the Republicans' fault. A lot of those guys—they don't want the fucking wall at all. Otherwise, this would have been built a long time ago. George H. W. Bush or George uh, W. Bush got more fencing done. All right. They liked him more. Michelle Obama thinks that he's the bee's knees. Maybe because he give, he gives her stuff, even if it's a mint. You know, they're happy. They're just like free shit, dog. Damn. <laughs> the reason that they can't give it to him is it's a fucking symbol. That would be something that the people would actually want. That would be a symbol of letting Trump win. That's a campaign promise. They, you got to remember that Donald Trump did something that you're not allowed to do. And that's toss a grenade into the, the whole D.C. elite, the swamp, the deep state, whatever you want to call it. He's made a lot of people mad, as evidenced by the constant media attack on him, as evidenced by the Fed saying today that they're going to raise, uh, they're going to hike rates up 0.25%. Uh, even though it makes no sense because these same motherfuckers are going around saying like, oh, we're headed towards recession, this and that. So why would you do that? It doesn't matter. All of that stuff is convoluted nonsense and on purpose so that you don't really question it too much. 
And you'd be like, ah, oh, it's just Jews doing banking things. Alan Greenspan was on TV going like, I don't know about that. Like, hey, we got to raise the things. He doesn't really talk like that. But I'm sorry, I'm kind of all over the place here. Not getting five billion. Not even getting one point six billion. You know who is getting money though? You guys have probably heard by now. You, you know who's getting money? Central America and Mexico. Mexico is actually getting four point eight billion. You know, that's the, the, the whole idea behind it. And then $5.8 billion is, is going uh, towards strengthening government and economic development in Central America. You know, all of that really cool stuff that uh, constantly works, guys. Constantly works. That's why all of the aid that we've sent down there has worked perfectly. And none of these people, you know, want to come up here at all. It's a solid plan. It's a solid plan. Do you remember in the Oval Office when, when Schumer was saying to Trump, like, oh, you're talking about how it's been a good job, then it's worked. We still have people coming like crazy all the time, caravan after caravan after caravan. And these types of fights encourage them because you have socialist groups that do want to tear down borders to the U.S. or do uh, groups from Honduras that think that they have some type of right to be here because, oh, the U.S. fucked up my country, man. Which... Whether or not that's true, irrelevant. I will tell you, whoever rolled this, rolled it too fucking tight, and it is uh, discouraging to me. Got a little bit of a, a knot in it. So you get $5.8 down to the cigar rollers. You get $4.8 over to Mexico. I would think that that would upset people just a little bit. Now, I've also heard the QAnon retard theory that uh, that's how the Mexico is going to pay for the ball. You know, just like crazy bullshit from retards on Twitter. If you, Okay, if you're, if you're Mexico, right, you've got to think that this is fucking awesome. Because you don't have to cooperate with the United States on probably the most important thing that's kind of facing us right now is the giant influx of people. Oh, we don't have to stop these caravans, and we'll still get money. That's what Trump said he was going to stop. He was like, hey, if you don't help with this shit, we're not giving you any more aid. So what's it look like now? It looks like they're still getting aid. We're not getting a wall, or at least the wall funding, not even the $1.6 in it. Um... Mexico's still getting the money, so no repercussions for them either. Man, this is pretty cool. It seems like it's uh, really working out for everybody except us. I don't understand what Trump, like, thinks that he has to lose here. I, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, he's already in the shit. He's already going to be screwed every which single way. He needs to have a mountain of people behind him. We're going to get into even more of like how he's totally screwed at the moment. Sorry, I did the vape. This thing is not hitting well over here. And I don't know how long these silences actually uh, feel like to you guys and out there in listener world, but they feel 
like forever to me. It's very frustrating. We've got even more good news. Got even more good news, guys. Officials baffled by large migrant groups at remote crossing. Large numbers of Guatemalan families and unaccompanied children are surrendering to U.S. immigration agents in an extremely remote and dangerous stretch of New Mexico desert. A new smuggling route that has baffled authorities. So it's like really dangerous. People are turning themselves in. We have no wall there. I would imagine no plans to even put a wall there. But no, our immigration shit's working. This comes from AP, too. So, like, you know, they're kind of shitty people and shit, right? Not, they're, they're not MSNBC, anything like that, though. They're not CNN. This is, it's not a feel-good story. It's more about what the hell is going on here. U.S. authorities this week encountered groups of 257 and 239 people consisting of families and unaccompanied children. Customs and Border Protection Commissioner Kevin McAlien, which that's not how you say his name, but I, that's just how we say his name over here. Kevin McAlien said Tuesday the Border Patrol found groups of more than 100 people along the entire U.S. border uh, with Mexico and about eight times during the budget year that ended September 30th and encountered nearly four times the amount uh, since October 1st. This is a new brand new phenomenon. McAlien told reporters in a conference call. It's really challenging our resources. Hey, it's a good thing we're not going to have that $1.6 that could be allocated just to border, to, to or really to anything. It was supposed to be allocated to anything. Now, one good thing, one good thing that we do have, and I don't know how much this is actually going to matter. I don't know how much is going to happen, but the White House is... In the process of asking all of these other organizations uh, within the executive branch, hey, where can you get us $5 billion? Now, the last time that Trump was looking for large amounts of money uh, for the wall was earlier this year when he was looking, uh, looking for it within the military. All of the generals said they didn't want to give up any of their funds. That's why we didn't have uh, the Army Corps of Engineers or what the fuck ever they're called building shit. Ah, uh, that's fine, Mr. President. We'll get it somewhere else. All they managed to do, because nobody has told Trump this is how all budget shit goes. You kick the can down the road and then Republicans get blamed for it every single fucking time. This, even what they're trying to do right now, is just we'll deal with it in February. Continuing resolution. That's all they do. They just kick the can down the road. They just go, oh, we'll deal with it later. We don't want a government shutdown, which means nothing, by the way. It means nothing. I think most people know that. But when, like, young people hear that or old people hear that or black people hear that, they assume that that means they're not going to get their food stamps or some crazy bullshit like that. And it's simply not true. Nancy Pelosi was even uh, uh, saying that, you know, oh, what a nice Christmas, I mean holiday gift to give to government workers. You know what actually is a nice holiday gift? Holiday gift. Because we got a bunch of, you know, non-Christmas celebrators in there. So I'll just, I'll be nice. But they get Christmas Eve off. <laughs> That's one good thing that Trump did for him, I suppose. Not exactly 
Like, I don't, I don't give a shit about that. But it just goes to show you the, the, the absolute, like, uh, non-sensory, that's not even a word, uh, I don't know, douchebaggery, I guess, of, of these people. I mean, it's all lies. It's all lies. Like, this is a real story here. They're finding new places to smuggle people in. And it's a dangerous place. These are like children, seven years old, all of that. You've had a couple kids die now trying to get to the thing. You remember they, they, they're going on and on about that seven-year-old girl or whatever. Very sad thing. She died. The wall is now steel slats. It's a thing the Washington Examiner uh, just outright said, and Trump has screwed his supporters. You might know uh, Donald J. Trump sent out the, this great tweet that we're all so excited about. The Democrats are saying loud and clear that they do not want to build a concrete wall. But we are not building a concrete wall. We are building an artistically designed steel slats that you can easily see through and da-da-da-da-da. I'm not as mad about this as a lot of other people are because he's consistently said you've got to be able to see through it. You have to be able to see through it. And I think that's fair. I think, I, you know, there's, there's a million ways that you can make that happen. The the ballard fencing that's up right now, that there's, you know, the videos of people climbing and all of that before getting to, uh, you know, just a little zone between America and Mexico and all of that. Uh, that. That's old. They have some new ones down there in San Diego. Obviously, it's not ideal, but there needs to be something. I mean, ideally, we'd have like a nice steel wall. Uh, with cameras and shit all over it. That would be fantastic, but I don't think that's going to happen. But he goes on here, and, he's, and, he's like, and it would be beautiful, and at the same time, give our country the security that our citizens deserve. It would go up fast and save us billions of dollars a month once completed. Yeah, that'd be nice, except that's not going up. I don't see this going up at all. I don't see us getting a fucking wall at this point. And he's sending out tweets like, and Mexico will pay for the wall. And the people are like, oh, Mexico will go pay for the wall. And you know what I'm finding? And they get Kellyanne Conway on TV saying, uh, USMCA, you know, uh, the money that we save from the trade agreement, yada, yada. Same thing that if you've been following this for three years, following Trump for three years, he's already explained this a thousand times. I'm okay with that as long as we get a fucking wall. And it doesn't seem like we're getting a fucking wall. Now this is cute actually i'll do this one first from from uh from, from new media central one third of republicans would pitch in to build the wall rasmussen uh experiences nationwide ballot exhibits that one in three republicans would be keen to pitch in for a wall on the u.s southern border with mexico if congress fails to provide president donald trump with the five billion he needs half the people uh so 50 percent here suppose that the u.s army ought to be used alongside the border with mexico to cease unlawful immigration 52 percent say unlawful immigrants put a vital pressure on the U.S. price range, whereas 45% say unlawful immigration will increase the extent of great crime within the nation. 
Uh, and then they got a few more. They got a few more things that honestly, I mean, are, are kind of neat, but irrelevant to what we're talking about here because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The, 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 the retard who started the GoFundMe, GoFundMe.com slash the Trump wall with the $1 billion limit. Yeah, okay, even if you got to that $1 billion, do you think that Stripe would process the payment? Not in a million years. The only real story here is not like, oh, what a failure Donald Trump is. Well, everybody wants to go after the guy. My, myself included. I think he has fucked up a lot. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. And I'm not making huge excuses for this guy. But the real story here is what the fuck is the GOP doing? I think Trump wants the wall. I just don't know what the hell they have on the guy. You know they're threatening his kids. They're doing it publicly. They've brought every apparatus from the media to judges to, uh, I mean, politicians are just supposed to be pieces of shit like that. You have foreign entities like Christopher Steele have been against this guy. All for something that the majority of people want. The only people that don't want a wall are people that don't want to give Donald Trump a win. I mean, citizens included. The caravans were... Mighty eye-opening for a lot of people. The majority of people in the country would say, yeah, we've got to do something about, like, our very porous borders. Because that's how you... Except for the dum-dums who think that everybody's coming here to uh, uh, apply for asylum and all of this asylum and, you know, that's that's our laws. And it's like, well, that's, that's not because you get to apply for asylum at the next country over that will accept you. That's, that's the way that works. They, they made it very clear they don't want to stay in Mexico. In fact, they want $50,000 each to go back to Honduras and please overthrow our government. That's that's what they want because oh the the U.S. has destroyed Honduras. That's that's what we talked about two episodes ago. This is all cute and stuff, and they've actually raised quite a bit of money in two days one million one hundred thousand eighty three dollars three hundred four at this at this point of me reading this. I'm sure it'll go up, and this will get shut down because it's completely retarded. This is not going to do anything. And I mean, dude, even <laughs> like even if you did, it's it's not like it's not like you could you could privately fund like building on this property or anything like that. Like you you, you can't. Like it it just it would not it would not work. It's supposed to send some type of message, I think, to some people. Other folks, I think, really believe this. The major story here, the real thing to remember. Is that a guy is getting fucked really hard right now. Mr. Donald J. Trump is getting totally screwed right now. Because he, he wanted to kind of go against that. He thought he could just go in there and just do whatever. He was not a very well-liked person among businessmen in New York. They always found him a bit, to, you know, just kind of be a jackass. But he ends up, you know, he talks to, talks to the American people and, and this is what they wanted. This is what they wanted. But this is not what any of the politicians want. The Democrats definitely don't want it. And holy cow, the Republicans don't want it. Otherwise, they would have done it. Same with, like, Obamacare. Press S to spit on the grave of John McCain. But, I mean, how long was he like, oh, got a, oh, Obamacare, bad news. And then, oh, 
dramatic, dramatic, thumbs down. Rotten hell, you stupid piece of shit. Real fucking moral of the story is that anybody who ever tries anything similar to this again, anything, anybody that goes against this, let's turn America into a shopping mall, let's ruin the culture here, because the Democrats only have to wait. They only have to wait. It's a demographics game. Everybody admits it. And it's funny. It's funny how, like, they're not called racist or whatever. Everybody admits it. But as soon as, you know, like, you or I go, like, yeah, that's gonna, that's, or Tucker Carlson. When Tucker Carlson says something about it, they're like, oh, we gotta get his advertisers, all of this. And then they fold, and then fuck whoever that financial thing that was advertising on us. They had to go to hell. But I think Fox has learned their lesson. They don't they don't kick people off of the network, especially people that do well as well as Tucker does. They learned their lesson after uh after O'Reilly, I think. Because they didn't kick off Ingram. The real fucking moral of the story is that like you're not allowed to do this. And they will bring everything out. The media, the deep state, the legal system, all of this to ensure that you don't and ruin your life, your family's life, everything. Absolutely everything to go against the will of the people. They're trying to get rid of a duly elected president. And they've gaslit half the country. Of course, at this point, so many people are, I forget the new the new poll there's been so much shit that's that's popped up just today they're trying to all cram it in before christmas and nobody's paying attention right new poll came out and uh people are tired of hearing about donald trump because you got to think about it it's been two years two years they keep hearing like the walls are closing in on donald trump a tipping point the beginning of the end of donald trump and they're not interested anymore midterms was it they were like, all right, Democrats got the House. And it's not a good thing that they've got the House. And we've got, I don't know, a whole fucking mess of other bullshit to talk about here in a minute. I don't know if we're getting the wall, guys. The thing is, I don't know if we're going to get anything that we actually want. I'm not confident of that. In the least bit. But I'm not blaming Trump. That's that's not the guy that I'm entirely blaming. He could do something, I, I would hope. But as, as we're about to see at this point, I mean, I, I, I think he has to know. Uh, they, they're going to fuck him. They're going to fuck him real fucking hard. You got dumb...
some good news we have some good news we have some good news and some bad news but some good news the u.s uh is gonna withdraw some the majority of its troops from syria trump has declared that isis has been defeated of course he's been saying that for a little while but he's declared isis has been defeated uh, at least in syria and that's the only reason during the trump administration that any of our troops were there this should be happy news for people. It should be something that makes you go, all oh, right, a good thing happened. And now you check Twitter, everybody's mad about the wall. And I can understand it. I'm mad about it too. But I just got it out of my system. So you know what? It's Christmas. We're going to mostly kind of try to move on. Not, not forgive, not forget, but just move on and see what happens Friday. Remember, because he's still got... Still got it until Friday to, to prove that he has not turned his dick into a vagina. But you you wouldn't you you wouldn't be surprised, I would imagine, as somebody that listens to, to, to this program, you wouldn't be surprised to see the folks that are, are really upset about <laughs> About us, us pulling out of Syria. We're making the same mistake that we've made uh, for the past 20 years. Thank you, Neocon McNeoconstein. We, uh, we, we need to stay in Syria. We need to focus. I mean, while we're at it, why don't we just uh, focus on bombing the shit out of Iran? Just just go and Google uh, you know, people like Bill Crystal, Eric Erickson, uh, anybody who's Jewish. Uh, and right wing, any of those folks, they're obviously very pissed about this. I don't know when the neocons are all going to finally die out, but God help us, I I, I don't think that it's going to be soon enough. Um, on the plus side, I mean, when everything does go to shit, it'll be funny to watch them scurry onto planes that won't run anymore. But I'm excited about this. This is a good thing. I don't... I also don't exactly, I, I, this is this is bad, but I also don't exactly believe that it's going to happen. <laughs> this is just something that was said today on, uh, on December 19th, 2018. I don't exactly think that it's going to happen. I, I, I don't, uh, I think it's going to end up being a lot less than we think. I won't be surprised if just that that gas animal Assad starts gassing his own people again, you know, as is his wants. Turns out every time, uh, you know, we might uh, leave him alone or something, he just, uh, you know, he just gasses his own people. I don't know why I'm H.W. Bush in that uh, in that analysis there, but I, I, I'll believe it when I see it. But it is some good news. This is right when... Uh, Everybody's mad about the wall. The GOP is in a flurry over the fact that the wall is not going to happen. Everybody's mad at Donald Trump. So this is a good thing. We're going to be like, yeah, we're going to withdraw here. Wouldn't be surprised there. But you know what the media is going to end up running with this on? And I already had, they jumped immediately. Russia praises U.S. decision to pull troops out of Syria. Russia pra uh, praised President Donald Trump's decision to start withdrawing American forces from Syria, saying that the move creates... A, uh, hopes for a political solution. 
A milestone story which might evolve from this decision is a real prospect for a pol uh, political solution. Russian Foreign Minister Spokeswoman Maria Zarkarkova, which I, I don't I don't have to learn their names because they all end up dead in like three or four years anyway. All right. It doesn't matter. Uh, and Russian women actually do sound like this. Hello, I am Maria. Please come with me. I promise this time you keep all of your organs is fine. Uh, it's according to some Russian news agency. T-ass. It's T-ass. It's the Russian news agency. Um, yeah, they're tweeting about it. Uh, but yeah, the White House confirmed they're going to, you know, do all of this, all this nonsense. Uh, Lindsey Graham uh, and Marco Rubio criticized the action, calling it an Obama-like mistake. Remember when we liked Lindsey Graham? I'm actually seeing fucking, uh, like, the, the, the fucking Turkish motherfuckers on, on, on Twitter. Talking about this. I like how all of these fucking people that don't actually goddamn matter to us at all, like, have some input in it. It should just show you, like, how in engulfed in the fucking Middle East and shit that we actually are. This shouldn't be an argument. I've said fuck Syria for the longest time. The only thing I care about Syria about is like, gee, I hope that our people are not there. I don't want to have troops there. I don't want to have anything going on there. I don't care what happens there. But Brian Assad is a great guy. He's not. Brian Assad, he protects the Christians. Not really my problem. You know who protects the Christians? God. So there you go. All right. Just have God protect the Christians. I'm not thrilled about it. Let's get him out. That should be a good thing. That should be something that we should be celebrating. I hate that it's overshadowed by our lack of a wall. I mean, it shows you that I guess, like, no matter what happens with the Trump base, because, like, the Trump base didn't want any, except for weird people, you know, who, like, didn't know any better. And they were like, yeah, like, he, he shot missiles in Syria. And then half the people thought it was the end of the world. And then half the people uh, thought that it was great, when in reality, it was nothing of any consequence. And... It, it's funny that no matter what, like, everybody that voted for Trump, only cared about that one thing. They only cared about that wall. This is good news, though. This is good, eh, good, good news. We got we got two more Trump mistakes <laughs> before uh, 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 before this hour's up. Sorry, it's a little bit of a low energy hour. I I, I hate doing all this uh, on my own. I need, like, clips to play or something. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? I can't...
Uh-oh. You know, you know what we have to talk about now, which is like the most irritating thing in the entire world, and I've only seen one person defend it that wasn't black. The prison reform bullshit. The first step. The first step. What the hell is in the first step? Let's, uh, we, we already know the, I'll tell you the other parts, but let's see what Vox has to say first. What the First Step Act does. The bill will make retroactive uh, the reforms enacted by the Fair Sentencing Act of 2010. What? Mouse is terrible. Which reduced the disparity between crack cocaine and powder cocaine sentences at the federal level. This could affect 2,600 federal inmates. We're passing shit for, t- for 2,600 people. So, black preachers and black people and murs uh, from like way back in like 08 and stuff were mad uh, because, uh, to, to use the murs line, if I can remember it, uh, uh, ex- exactly, it was uh, the poor whites meth, the poor bl- uh, blacks crack. But in the powder form, you have a hundred times that. Uh, but who has the rock and who has the powder? Who has the something and who has the power? I forget. Murs, pretty sweet, honestly. I like Murs. I get down with some Murs. Don't get me wrong. Probably going to listen to that as soon as we're done with this stupid bullshit that I'm already tired of doing at this point. I didn't drink enough. I need to, I need to be able to drink. And smoke. And be and be merry. But anyway. So what it was is basically like, uh, yeah, you get caught with three grams of cocaine or three grams of crack. Well, you get you get in trouble more for the crack. Um, I, I, I get, that's actually not how the math works out. But still, you, you get what I mean. You get in more trouble for, for crack. It, you, one crack rock you can use for not as long as you can use for... Like, okay, one gram of... of uh, cocaine is going to last you longer than one gram of crack. So people will often have more crack on them. Uh, but, you know, it's like uh, they, they weighed it the same. They were like, this is cocaine. So here you go. You know, it's you, you get you get more time. I, I, I could even get on board with that and be like, eh, Okay, I understand. But this is going to retroactively go back and do that and let a bunch of crack addicts out of jail. So, you know, great stuff there, guys. Great stuff. Vox seems to think that this is awesome. 2,600 crack addicts possibly getting out of prison, coming to a neighborhood near you. Um, So that's neat. Uh, The bill would take several steps to ease mandatory minimum sentences under federal law. Oh, that always works well. It would expand the safety valve that judges can use to avoid handing down mandatory minimum sentences. It would ease a three strikes rule so people with three or more convictions. (laughs) No, three strikes is felony. You get three felonies. So people with, you know. Okay, whatever. We'll just keep going. Just keep going with three or more convictions because I haven't read the Vox thing of it. I skimmed it. This is nice. <sighs> including for drug offenses. Including for drug offenses. Let's look at like what they're actually trying to do. Because this is what I keep hearing from people that... On the left and the right that think this is somehow great. Because this passed... Swim it! This just passed! It took no time! They just passed it! 
And the whole thing was the Democrats wanted it. And the, the Republicans were like, we love black people. That was the whole fucking idea. You get Kanye and Kim Kardashian over there be like, yeah. Jared Kushner and Ivanka. Two fucking pieces of shit. Who I know do drugs, goddammit. Like, I mean, let's just be completely honest here. Including drug offenses. Okay, drug offenses are bad, okay? A lot of these people are not just drug doers. They're drug dealers! Like, who was the one that the Kim Kardashian bitch, like, got out and all of that stuff? And she was like, it was a first time when she was ever, she never had any prize, but she was trafficking drugs. What an amazing tender moment when she got out of prison for trafficking drugs. <sighs> so, including drug offenses, automatically get 25 years instead of life. Uh, among other charges, it would restrict the current practice of stacking gun charges against drug offenders to add possibly decades to the prison sentences. I thought you people hated guns. All of these changes would lead to shorter prison sentences in the future. It's all of them, including attacking a police officer, uh, simple assault, um, battery. Um, you know, like all of that stuff. Like maybe if you get drunk and endanger people and you like can't stop drunk driving, dude, don't worry. You get a lighter sentence now. Hey, if you rob a liquor store, you get a lighter sentence now. Don't worry. Because, you know, I've found, and this fucking Ronna McDaniel retard who runs the GOP was tweeting about it today or yesterday or something about like oh how great this is that there was a bipartisan bill that passed all of that yeah we can have all the bipartisan bills all the bipartisan fucking pieces of shit that we want if the republicans just do what the democrats want man we could call it bipartisan all day if we just do if we just bend over and get fucked in the ass by the democrats as long as they just you know do whatever they want because this is just the first step guys it's just the first step what did they just do in florida recently that's i think we have the judges over there and it's it's already being challenged felons got to be able to vote so we got to get these people out on the streets and voting got to get them out on the streets and voting democrat even if they're not felons, I mean, hey, okay, there you go. Just get them on the street sooner. Get them on the street sooner. We got we got elections to win. We got to get Donald Trump out of there. And not just him. Every Republican. In fact, not just every Republican. Every motherfucking white male. Got to get them out. So we got to get all of these hood-ass niggas. Who judge it? They they just robbed a liquor store, guys. They just they just stole a car while they were on crack. The bill would allow inmates uh, to get earned time credits by proficiency. Like <laughs> like my name is Earl. You get good boy credits. You get good boy points by participating in more vocational and rehabilitative programs. Of which will fund to no end because they clearly work.
It's another part of this. It's the first step. You get some great more funding in there because remember, like Mexico and then moving up here, like like all of these violent, inherently violent, fucking drug addicted thieves and, and, and punchers, serial punchers or whatever you want to call them. Oh, they, it was, it was it just, they didn't have the right options. And I am sure learning how to sew or learning CAD in prison, that's going to really help them out. They will get out and have no reason at all to fly off the handle at the black mall in Georgia and fight the security guard. There is no way that they go back to using drugs and rape and murder, you know, anybody. Those things don't happen. It's the system that has really fucked them, isn't it? Now, luckily, it's not every fucking inmate. This bill only benefits about 181,000 people. There's 2.1 million in prison right now. Which, if you think about it, for how big the country is, there's really not a lot of people. Like, I don't even think that that's right. 2.1 million is really not a lot for the U.S. jail and prison population, but that's what Vox has to say. But man, they rushed to just get this done, that... that 181,000 people. And they were just like, all right, everybody but the uh, rapists, pedophiles, and murderers for now. Because it's just the first step. It's just the first step. It's. I, oh my God. This is Right to Bryden, the number one ADL honeypot podcast. Yeah, our genius president, our very stable genius president, also did something. It uh, uh, was moving along here that they wanted to do a year ago. Got to ban bump stocks. Because bump stocks murder people. And are also... Uh, cannot be easily recreated through 3D printing. Another thing that they will eventually outlaw. Don't worry. The Trump administration Tuesday banned bump stocks, the firearm attachments that allow semi-automatic firearms to fire like machine guns. No, absolutely. That's that's exactly what they do, AP. That's the way that they do it. Definitely. And were used during the worst shooting in, in, in modern U.S. history, of which there's still no motive. So that's that's a neat one. They don't even say it anymore. They're not even like Stephen Paddock, that guy that we still have no fucking idea what happened. Like we're still not sure on that one. But yeah, it was just the the, the worst one ever. Uh, and then draw your own conclusions because half of those people are going to say, you know, Parkland or some bullshit anyway because people are actually fucking retarded. So the regulation gives owners until late March to turn in or destroy the devices. And I'm sure that'll happen. I'm so sure that it'll happen. After that, it will be illegal to possess them under the same federal laws that prohibit machine guns. Bump stocks became a focal point after the yada. Oh, here they go. They talk about the Las Vegas bullshit. You don't get to, to get. You don't get to keep it, even though you paid money for it. Nothing about a, a buyback. Let's go ahead and have the U.S. government confiscate something from you. 
Now, I'm not a big bump stock guy. I don't really care about bump stocks. The NRA doesn't care about bump stocks. It's like, okay, whatever. It's fucking bump stocks. But what this does, and the same thing that Smicky and I said on this show a year ago, and the same thing that a lot of people have been saying, I would think, is that sets a very dangerous fucking precedent. Because what are they going to come after next? Well, you got to, I mean, it can't be, it's everywhere. It's got to be like New York and California. Well, I don't know. You can't have more than uh, three rounds in your magazine here. Uh, I, I don't know. That uh, that barrel shroud looks a little scary. All it does is it's just chipping away more and more and more. And the fact that the NRA uh, doesn't say something about it is a little disturbing. I know a lot of people were pretty mad about that. I think the NRA is a great organization, but you would think of all people, they would realize that this is just erosion. Because that's the whole point of it. You don't win these things overnight. You just chip away at it. But hey, good thing, you know, good thing Donald Trump showed that he, uh, <laughs> is sad about kids or some fucking bullshit. I don't even know exactly what he was trying to prove here. It's going to get worse on that. I mean, it's just going to get fucking worse. And what's really funny and nobody brings up Obama's the guy that approved bump stop. It was Obama's uh, ATF that approved the bump stop stuff, uh, bump, uh, bump stop stuff. Like, this is kind of a new development. That never comes, it never comes up there. It's just such a touchy subject because the media has been so fucking forced against all it. I don't know. Let's take votes on what they're gonna, what they're gonna get rid of next. Because no, no, they can't come for your guns immediately. They have to brainwash an entire generation of people and generation of people and generation of people long enough to just say that all guns are bad and everything to do with guns is bad. Not conserving shit. The regulation signed on Tuesday by uh, Acting Attorney General Matthew Winnegar uh, will take effect 90 days after uh, after it's published, which is expected to happen Friday. So guys, you have 90 days to uh, get rid of your bump stocks. Better go turn them into the government or destroy them. I'm sure every last one uh, will be turned in because the federal government is awesome and everybody really likes them. Um, yeah, we're going to go and take a break uh, real quick. I'll be right back. And then we got uh, more bad shit. We have just more bad shit. Maybe I'll be a little, a little happier. I don't know. We'll be right back. Let 
Christmas from Brighton and Spicky. Just more bad fucking news. So, Flynn's sentencing gets delayed. Uh, you, you, you might have heard that by now. It was kind of the talk of the town for 24 hours. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't understand the reasoning behind it. Uh, I can just speculate about the reasoning behind it. And the reason, the reasoning is this. He is absolutely screwed and and in not in bed with Mueller. He's a slave to Mueller. Because if you remember, we were talking about uh, a few episodes back when we were like, all right, why the hell would they have a sentencing if he was ever going to have anything on Trump and cooperate at all with the Mueller investigation any more than he already has? Because you don't do that. You simply don't do that. You have them go and testify against whoever you want them to testify, do everything you want them to do, and then you have them have their sentencing. Because they could, you know, just change. Anything could happen. They could just change. Well, what happens is Flynn gets in front of the uh, uh, in front of the judge, and the judge is not really buying it. There's been a whole bunch of mess of bullshit where he said like, ah, uh, maybe treason, then not treason, all that. But the, the the main thing to remember is is something that something that he said is. I've never accepted the plea of uh, a guilty plea of of a man who's not guilty, and I'm not about to start now. The judge doesn't think that Flynn is guilty. He asked him several times if he would like to withdraw his plea. I, I, I think that he probably should, but then again, I'm not a lawyer, so he probably shouldn't listen to me. But the reason that he's not doing that is he cannot go against the official story of the Mueller team at all. He has to sit there and be like, yes, sir, I'm guilty. Yep, that's me. Even though the judge doesn't fucking believe it. So what does this mean now that they've moved him out to March for sentencing? They move him out to March for sentencing. Well, that gives just enough time for Flynn to make some things up as, as he's directed to do. Because this is the official story by the Mueller team. You can't go against it or we're going to come after you. We're going to come after your son. Because the prosecution and, and, and defense both said, hey, no jail time. Just because you don't throw some 30-year-old, you know, decorated fucking military man in prison. It just looks bad all around. Doesn't matter. I personally don't like Flint. I think he's a piece of shit. How big of a piece of shit do you have to be to get fired by two presidents? Not a fan. Didn't like him when he was hired. Some people, I think, I like him for some odd reason. I just personally, I don't like him. And he's got a funny-shaped head and shit. You know, I just don't like him. Or his son. I think his son's kind of a fucking dickhead, too. 
I think his son's into that QAnon shit. But the delaying of the uh, of the sentencing is concerning to me. Because let's see what ha- what happens what happens around that time. Oh, uh, we're gonna get uh, a new Congress who's already said they're going to investigate absolutely every aspect of Donald Trump's family and every aspect of his life. And it's just enough time to, all right, we'll get that started. Then we'll come out here and we'll have Flynn say some bullshit that probably is absolutely not true. And then there you go. There's no fucking Russian collusion, but what, what they've got to do and what we're on path to happen at this point, unless something fucking happens, they need to drive Trump's poll numbers down and they can do this artificially they can do this through fucking with the fucking with the economy i mean like i said with the fed you know they're raising they're they're you get people to pull out of of fucking investments all of that you can fuck with the market and don't think that people are not going to do such things because he just kind of showed up and started fucking everything up for people things that systems that have been in place for quite a long time and i don't think he really knew what he was getting into so they're going to go after people that, I mean, he, he likes Flynn. Of course, now the conspiracy is being thrown around. What does Flynn have on him? Why is he, why is he so nice, nice to him, handling him with kid gloves? Uh, some MSNBC fuckface said. I'm not going to be surprised if, if Flynn is uh, coming out and, and saying all kinds of crazy stuff. By March. He's already had his life completely destroyed. He's lost his house. He's just trying to protect his son. Andrew McCabe even said that the motherfucker wasn't lying. It doesn't look like he was lying. The judge seems a bit incompetent. Like Fox had has this whole little, little short here. And I, I, don't, I, I don't personally like this title, but it's a short article. So I'll just go ahead and read it. The Flynn sentencing devolves into a fiasco of misinformation. (laughs) This mouse is all kinds of fucked up. Well, that was bizarre. We're referring to the fiasco Tuesday of what was supposed to be the sentencing of Michael Flynn. The sentencing was postponed until next year, but not before the uh, judge Emmett Sullivan damaged his own reputation with an extraordinarily public attack on the former national secretary advisor for a crime he has not been charged with or admitted to. He's talking about treason. Um... Along, uh, all along, you were an unregistered agent of a foreign country while serving as a national security advisor to the president of the United States. That undermines everything this flag here stands for. Arguably, you sold out your country, said the judge. He also used the words treasons, uh, treason and treasonous. Mueller's team was even like, uh, wait, nope. <laughs> no, no, not that. But then the judge turns around, too, and uh, he, like, asked if he would be guilty of the Logan Act. I, I kind of think that the Emmett Sullivan, who's a George H.W. Bush uh, appointee, uh, apparently. And I'm not so keen on the on the Bush family. I don't think anybody is. But I would watch out for some of these fucking Bush motherfuckers, anybody close to the Bush family or appointed by the Bush family, et cetera, uh, especially as of recently, given the, you know, the Bill Barr, uh, who was George W. Bush, uh, the Bill Barr, Attorney General nomination. I mean, the real sad part is that you, you, this is the second person that we've heard apparently just be sort of zombie ish 
because they they've got such a, a hold on them. Uh, the first being that that redhead Russian bitch whose name I can't fucking remember, Maria something or other. And then now, Flynn. Do you want to withdraw your plea? No. Like, are you fucking sure? No, can't do it. Because they're going to use him again. That's the only reason. They're going to use him again. And it makes me wonder how much the judge has actually to do with this. Now, in another bit of wonderful justice of all of the all the great judges we have in, uh, in this country here. Actually, I'm not sure if I agree with this one or not. Uh, it just happened right before the, the program. But judge sides with BuzzFeed and defamation suit over, over dossier. Uh, we know the Christopher Steele dossier was complete fucking bullshit, and we know it was passed around, uh, to, to a bunch of different journalists who wouldn't fucking touch it until BuzzFeed finally did, and the only reason that it was able to be, <laughs> only was able to be even talked about, uh, was the president was briefed on it. Remember when Coney said it was just salacious, unverified, it was bullshit, but he, he briefed the president on it. Well, that made it news, and you can go ahead and you can go ahead and do it. So you get it out into the sphere of things, which is just great. You know, just that's not shady at all. Wouldn't be worried about that in the least bit. But uh, Judge Ursula Ungaro, uh, I guess, is uh, an H.W. Bush appointee as well, uh, uh, ruled that BuzzFeed uh, was reporting on an official proceeding. I actually kind of agree with that. I'm sorry. I know that it's fucking bullshit. I know the BuzzFeed's bullshit. I don't think that they knew exactly what they were doing. They're not the New York Times or the Washington Post. They're fucking BuzzFeed news. I think they just were really heavy for a story. And I think they should be allowed to uh, publish something like that without it being defamation. I mean, it really, ideally, if we had a, a an actual free and fair press... Uh, it would make them look foolish. They, as far as I know, never retracted anything. They are just, you know, oh, this, uh, this, uh, PP dossier. Yeah, that might happen. Real fucking great people over there at BuzzFeed News. I, I don't know. I mean, I know, like, I know a lot of you guys, your instinct is like, fuck BuzzFeed, fuck this. A judge should not uh, not look at things in, in that way. I mean, they they obviously always do, but I kind of agree with this. I kind of uh, honestly agree with this. I think that they should be able to publish a goings-on without it being defamation because they do have that deniability of like, oh, I don't know. We didn't know it was fucking fake. And how could they have known? They couldn't have known that Hillary Clinton through Fusion GPS, paid Christopher Steele for a dossier that James Comey said was salacious and unverified that he prepped the president on to make it actually able for that. Or maybe I'm just not giving BuzzFeed enough credit. That's a, that's a possibility too. Maybe I'm not giving BuzzFeed enough credit and they really are in on an absolute uh, conspiracy. I kind of doubt it though. They just don't strike me... Uh, they just don't. They just don't strike me as the type. OIWD presents Right to Bryden. One hundred percent correct. Seventy percent accurate. You wanted more, right? God damn it! I'm gonna get to you in a second.
If you wanted more uh, writing on the wall that we don't have, that uh, <laughs> the Trump administration is not doing so hot, and we might actually lose the motherfucking White House. The Trump Foundation agrees to dissolve after lawsuit or alleged illegal con uh, conduct. Donald J. Trump Foundation agreed to dissolve under judicial supervision on Tuesday as part of the New York State Attorney General's lawsuit uh, against it alleging illegal conduct and unlawful political coordination to benefit President Trump's personal and business interests. So this is all bullshit. We all know that all nonprofits are kind of bullshit anyway. This is a t the Trump Foundation was an extremely small nonprofit. But the reason that they're doing this here is that the new incoming black bitch Attorney General who ran on, we're going to make sure that... We're able to go after uh, uh, anybody connected to Trump and they can't claim double jeopardy. You know, that black bitch that we talked about uh, a couple episodes back. Yeah, it would be more, more than an issue to deal with this bullshit. So they're like, all right, let's give up millions of dollars. And they're giving it away to other nonprofits and all that. Let's just give up millions of dollars. But it doesn't look good. It's not a good look. It's, uh, I guess, more trouble. It would be more trouble to fight it than it's worth. But I thought that's why we liked Trump. I'm sure there was some, like, stupid shady shit going on there. But you know whose foundation is doing great, and I hate to do whataboutism, because especially when it's not even close to the same thing of what the Clinton Foundation has been doing and continues to do. I forget some fucking retarder works over there tweeted uh, some, some Energizer Bunny shit. I'd be like, sorry to hear about the Trump Foundation. Meanwhile, the Clinton Foundation, and then it's the Energizer Bunny, and then the slogan for that, if you're a Zoomer, is it keeps going and going and going and going and going. It's an old ad campaign for those of us that uh, are old but don't look it. Um, I look very young. It's all of the drinking and stress. But this isn't uh, th th you could you could claim forty chess on this one, but I think it's more of just an eroding away of the Trump fortress at this point. Because here's here's what they have here, and like th th it's all very unclear. Our petition detailed a shocking pattern of illegality. There we are. I knew we'd get to it eventually. Involving the Trump Foundation, including unlawful coordination with the Trump presidential campaign, repeated and willful self-dealing, and much more. Uh, this is this is what uh, uh, Barbara Underwood, the, the current Attorney General uh, of, of New York, had to say there. Um, this amounted to the Trump Foundation functioning as little more than a checkbook to serve Mr. Trump's business and personal interests. You know, like rich people's charitable organizations. But uh, never mind all the pay-to-play or anything like that, you know, for the Clinton Foundation, which nobody looked at. Nobody ever did it. There's been Clinton Cash. Whole thing wrote on it. Nobody gave a shit. Nobody gave a shit. Nobody, nobody's curious about how, like, the donations to the Clinton Foundation just dropped off immediately after she didn't become president. Like, I, that's it's weird. It's weird. How all those Saudi donations and shit just fucking, like, were gone. It's crazy. Town. So weird. In fact, I think Donald Trump is probably the only rich guy that's ever used his money to benefit himself. I'm not saying that's like a good thing. I'm just saying, holy shit, nobody would have ever found out. Because literally all billionaires and millionaires and what have you have done it. 
And if you don't think that, like, like you do it in your own small ways. Everybody does. Everybody does it in their own small ways. You do your taxes and you try to claim every little fucking thing that you can. And if you don't, you should. Claim every little thing that you can. As long as it's legal, do it. But when you're dealing with rich people, we know they've got all these different loopholes and all this crazy awesome stuff that they can do that's not necessarily fair, but whatever. And that's why they want to go out for the guy's tax returns and all that, of which... Uh, I, I, who gives a shit? Because they never found the Russia thing. But this is a bad sign. This is something that you can say like, oh, Brighton, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, it's just... Uh, oh, it's, you know, this, and he's dissolving, and it's fine. It's not going to be a big deal. He's giving all that money away, uh, yada, yada. And I agree with you to a certain degree. Sure, if we didn't have tons more of that incoming. Now, this is something that legally doesn't matter, but it's still something that is going to hurt the president. And the, 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 you got to remember, like, the whole point is, like, if they can't put him in jail, they need to really get people to be scared to support him to dislike the guy. I mean, most people I don't think are going to stop liking the guy. Uh, they're still going to vote for him. Even those guys on the, on Twitter saying, you know, oh, the, even Ann Coulter who said that she won't vote for him in 2020, if he doesn't build a wall. Yeah, you will. You're going to vote for who the nominee is. You'll vote. You'll vote for the nominee. Cause it beats the alternative. Cause you're going to get Kamala Harris and Beto O'Rourke. So you'll vote for the guy if he makes it to 2020. Trump signed letter of intent for Moscow. Trump Tower talks. Now, this wouldn't be that big of a deal, except Rudy Giuliani said that he didn't. And apparently it's been said that Donald Trump also said that he didn't. But you got to remember what a letter of intent is. A letter of intent is, yeah, man, maybe we should definitely do that. Let me uh, start, start that happening. If you are a billionaire real estate mogul, you sign many of these things. All of these things are drawn up for you rather constantly. They just get drawn up, and that's, you know, it's, a thing. it's, it's very easy that Trump even forgot about such a thing. Giuliani says, oh, I didn't do it. I, I have not heard Trump say outright that he did. Even if he did, I don't care. It's not a done deal. That's the thing. And even if it was, it really wouldn't matter to me. Because it was back in 2015. So back in 2015, he's still thinking, all right, hey, maybe I, uh, yeah, it's October 28th, 2015. Yeah, we're going to have negotiations on a Trump Tower Moscow. So the guy's just supposed to stop. I think this was even before any of the so-called fucking Russia nonsense, all of this uh, collusion fucking nonsense even started. I don't see why that guy needs to, like, stop all business. And the real reason is, like, Trump lies a lot. I will tell you, he definitely does. He lies a lot. And he lied during the campaign. And, you know, oh, I have no business dealings over there in Russia or whatever. And technically, technically he didn't. A letter of intent is not business dealings. He's talked to people. He's been to Moscow. All of that. It's not like that. Well, I forget the name of the article uh, or the magazine that ran that weird article where they were like, <laughs> Trump has been a uh, Russian agent since the 80s or like some fucking like crazy town bullshit like that. 
I don't think she I don't think you should ever be expected to just quit everything. And he lied. He lied because the media was going to make a big to-do about it once they started just saying the weird Russia shit, which was projection. We know that was projection because the Hillary campaign was actively working with Russians. But it's still not good. It start, it's part of that eroding away. This, I don't think, really hurts Trump as much as dissolving the Trump Foundation does. This is just more stupid bullshit. It doesn't look good. But this one's far from the end of the fucking world. Because Michael Cohen's saying that he knew about it. Nobody believes Michael Cohen. Nobody believes that guy. Like, even the left that wants to believe him and is, like, happy. They're just, like, giddy as hell that he's going to jail. Because when, when, they, when they saw the sentencing and when they know that he's going, you know, when they, when they get the him going in into prison in March when he's due to go they're just they're just seeing Trump I spilled now my drink's gone but they're just seeing Trump no, they don't believe Michael Cohen they just want to believe Michael Cohen I'm going to be right back because I need to go make another drink. This is very frustrating to me. Okay, good grief. Yeah, just fucking knock. This is why I don't keep my goddamn drink over here. So I just swung over. There's all kinds of fucked up without Spicky here, man. I just, uh, one more show after this. One more show after this. And, and then and then I could just, uh, just be done for the year. I can make a New Year's resolution to never do this bullshit again. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess I... I, I Bad, bad news. More bad. Well, I don't know if this is bad news or good news. I don't know if this is bad news. Polls don't matter this far out from fucking anything, but they are fun to look at. There's a uh, straw poll taken here. 
And uh, Bernie Sanders uh, topped out a progressive uh, uh, Democrats here. Bernie Sanders. No, again, this doesn't matter because it's so goddamn far out. That's just who people uh, are thinking. Bernie Sanders is not going to run. He's 150 million years old. But again, it's still uh, it's still interesting. Uh, so Sanders has uh, 36%. Uh, uh, like them, uh, Joe Biden, 15%, Beto, 12%, and 8% for Elizabeth Warren. You know who's below that, oddly enough? Kamala. Kamala Harris. You don't even see fucking Corey anywhere near this. So it makes me wonder who they're going to run in 2020. And, and if you're, uh, if you're James Comey, uh, it doesn't matter, but they have to win, you know? It's literally what he got. He got on TV and said that. Gets on TV and says that. No fucking, uh, no bias there at all. Thank you, James Comey. You fucking piece of shit. But look, let's take Bernie out of the equation entirely. He's too old. He might have had a chance there. Biden, uh, Biden actually might run. But I, I think as we get closer, where he's not progressive enough for him, and I, I, I think he's too accidentally racist. Uh, by today's standards for these people, for that to that to actually happen. Beto as a third is an interesting one. That makes me believe what I already thought, that he is definitely going to be a VP on everything. Warren in a fourth is really interesting because she's done. People really liked Elizabeth Warren in 2016. They don't like her now. And they're going to not like her even more because I don't know whose idea it was to take the DNA test and then talk about it. But she did. And of course, we never got that DNA test from Lindsey Graham because that would have been really funny. And all of these people are bastards and they never do anything that they say they're going to. So whatever. I I thought I kind of figured he wouldn't, but it would have been funny. And if her poll numbers go up, he might. Because that's what it's all about anyway. But she recently said, I'm not a person of color. Which is really funny, too. Uh, but she can make a defense for that. She was in front of a bunch of black people and, you know, all of this. But the surprising one is Kamala Harris uh, down there at 7%. Because I kind of still think that Schultz, uh, the, the former Starbucks CEO, might surprise a lot of people. He's definitely going to be there. We're going to say, do you remember... What the, the 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 fucking first GOP debate looked like? We are absolutely going to see something just so fucking so very close to that, if not if not a little more from the Democrats. I mean, it's going to be a fierce competition there. I thought Kamala might place a little bit higher. I think she's going to do a little better. I think that they're going to like her a little bit more uh, as as they get closer to 2020 and then they realize you can't have an old white man, Joe Biden. You're not going to be able to, to do that. It's gotta be, uh, it's gotta be a woke. It's gotta be a woman of color. There's no, there's no chance that they're getting Joe Biden in there, but that's just where people are at now. If Beto is still polling with a high paper, there's no reason for for him not to have a high favorability rating among these people. He's the guy that almost beat Ted Cruz. Almost. 
So you get that going on. As long as they keep him around, I mean, if he can get some speaking tour crap, you know, if he can uh, uh, just go on Ellen a little bit more, have a social media presence, attack the president, attack Ted Cruz, I think you have a really good chance. Because that would help them as well, if you think about it. That would help them um, with the ultimate goal of, of getting Texas. Because there would be a swell of Texans and a swell of dead Texans that would come out to vote for Beto because he's a Texan or a Texan or whatever. I, you know, actually, Texas sucks. So I don't care what you people you think that you've got like your own little, I'm a Texan, this, that, the other. Fuck Texas. Texas sucks dick. You gave us Beto work ultimately. Uh, of course, Ted Cruz is a Canadian. But look, you get the worst people in Texas. Beto is going to be the VP. There's no chance at this point that, that he's not because they're trying to also make him out to just be so much younger than he is. It's really weird. It's always been really weird, the fascination with Beto. With Robert, sorry, Robert O'Rourke. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm a nice guy. I'll call anybody, you know, by whatever, whatever pronouns they want. They're Robert or Beto. You know, you go and use whatever bathroom. Whatever bathroom you want there, uh, there, girl. What? Nightmare over here. But not surprising. Another little 2020, uh, 2020 nice thing for, again, it's just so far off. It's just so far off. But Iowa GOP says 2020 caucus will be open to Republican challengers. Not surprising at all. Do you remember what a mess Iowa was? In 2016, Jeff Kaufman, no, I don't look into that. The chairman of the Iowa GOP told the Washington Examiner on Wednesday that he wants all qualified Republican presidential candidates to have the option of launching bids. I think that's uh, that's fair, I guess, you know, for just being fair. Iowa, the traditional host of the first nominating contest of each presidential cycle, declined to host the presidential nominating co uh, contest in 1992 to 2014 uh, to 20, you know, to 2004, the examiner noted, I am not going to endorse and the party is not going to endorse uh, in the primary, Coppin told the news outlet. We feel that it's important because we want to be the first in the nation in 2024 and 2028. It's important to protect the integrity of our caucuses, yada, yada, it goes on and on. I was always kind of a fucking hassle. They were, you guys remember that what a hassle they were in 20, in 20 fucking 16 anyway. Because they're the assholes who run the, uh, like, really weird fucking system that they do everything anyway. Um, uh, it's I, I had somebody explain it to me once. Um, and it's just kind of a nightmare. So, again, this is just more kind of eroding away uh, at the... The GOP is going to turn on Trump a little bit more than they already have here coming up. It's kind of what I'm saying. Do not be surprised at all if you start hearing you know, House members and stuff in the GOP start to bring up the word resignation. It's going to happen. They're trying to drive as well. And, and at this point, you know, honestly, at this point, I really wouldn't be surprised if he resigns. I really wouldn't. You know, you know what happens, guys? You know what fucking happens, though? Let me hit you with a doomsday scenario here. And let's hope this doesn't happen. We don't want this to happen. It'd be fucking terrible. Although there are some retards on Twitter LARPing as if they would like this to happen. They haven't really thought it through, though. 
But I'll, I'll walk you through the, the doomsday scenario. The absolute worst thing that, that could happen. Donald Trump's uh, approval ratings drop to mid-30s. He resigns. They come to him like they did with Nixon, and, and then he just resigns because he's got nobody on his side, and they're going to come after him legally as much as they can. Uh, maybe, you know, that, like the House is going to move to impeach. In, in, in 2020, they're, they're just, or not 2020, sorry, uh, in uh, this next year, they're going to, by 2020, they, they will likely move to impeach. Two things happen. They either get completely creamed in 2020, which Pelosi has talked about, uh, because the Senate won't convict, because we do have the Senate. They, there's nothing to convict him of anyway, but they won't convict. But the House moves to impeach. They impeach. Senate doesn't convict. They potentially, the Democrats potentially get creamed in 2020. Because what's going to motivate their base to come out and vote? We impeached. Okay, there you go. Oh, maybe you get some senators and stuff. Like People are already tired of hearing about Donald Trump. They're tired. I suspect 2020 is going to be just a, a nightmare. Because like you, you normally have people reinvigorated after four years to come out and do shit. Ah, they're just tired. They don't care. They want to get a high off of all the drugs that are flooding into our country and and get raped by all the, the the refugees that's what that's what all democrat voters aka women are uh are going to be concerned about in 2020 potentially or and these aren't the only two scenarios or the house of peaches The president doesn't have any support in the Senate. They find some crime because we have Bill Barr, who's now nominated, but Bill Barr becomes the attorney general, friends with the Bushes. Mr. President, doesn't look good for you. Approval ratings are in the toilet. Um, the people have turned on you, and that may or may not be true, but he just won't have the support in the Senate. So he resigns. Pence pardons him. Pence resigns. Because, you know, Pence has to know they're going to go after him next. Doesn't matter if he's done anything or not. Doesn't matter if the president did anything or not. They've already done this. They'll do it again to him. Where does that leave us? Smart guys, quick. Five, four, three, two, one. Speaker of the House becomes president. Nancy Pelosi. Wow, huh? Doomsday scenario. That's not as bad as it even gets. Think about what would happen... In 2019, mid to late 2019, Nancy Pelosi is somehow the fucking president. All of the people that voted for Donald Trump are mad that he's not only gone. They're already going to throw a fit about that. They already have scary, you know, guns and all of this stuff. And I don't know what happens if they try to remove the president. The president himself even said that people would revolt. But it's not even just that. A whole new party takes over. And they already blame Pelosi and, and Schumer and, and, and all the people, um, right? somewhat rightfully so, for the bullshit that took away Donald Trump. What kind of fucking madness do we get sucked into at that point? Well, the government's already going to crack down immediately. They're going to have to crack down on a lot of places because there's going to, I mean, it's... You thought BLM was a thing. 
Well, they're going to riot just because they can riot because they don't like all the cops running around. They don't like the, you know, more civil unrest, all of that. You got Cletus out there rioting. You got just normal-ass fucking people who are really sick of it. The economy at this point will have tanked. People are going to need food. They're going to be really upset. They're going to lose all trust in the government. So the government has to crack down because they need to maintain control because without a government, they believe you're totally screwed. Or at least they will. Because, you know, I mean, nobody... Nobody wants to face the uh, the guillotines. So in this scenario, it's mid-2019. Nancy Pelosi is the acting president trying to piece together what is going on. You got infighting with the Democrats of... Whether or not Pelosi is going to be, you know, uh, president in 2020, should we even hold elections? Trump's gone. He already left the country, I would imagine, if they hadn't got him and thrown him in jail anyway. Because the rule of law wouldn't matter at that point. And then what's that mean for you? Well, you're probably just a normal fucking person, but you're a little edgy right wing. It means if you don't toe the line, they'll probably kick in your door and Cletus and Jamal, the foot soldiers of the establishment, will uh, kidnap your whole family and hook you up to car batteries or cave your head in with a wrench. So, so that's cool. And let's hope not, <laughs> none, of, none of that fucking happens. Uh, because uh, that, would, uh, that would suck. This is right to Biden. At least listen to a podcast on the internet. I thought this is right God to damn it. The number one. It's fucking irritating. Uh, we're going to a nice little text section, and then I got just even more bad news. But this is some good news. I thought this was good news. Study: Women are abused every thirty seconds on Twitter. And I'm pretty sure the study was taken before Spicky uh, took a vacation from Twitter. So, uh, it's probably at least a minute now. Earlier this year, Amnesty International, a very trustworthy organization, by the way, yeah, released a report discussing what many of Twitter's female users already know. The social network is not always a great place to be if you're a woman or a human being. I, I, that... Now, a new study reveals the hard statistics on just how toxic the situation is. According to the report by Amnesty International and global AI software company Element AI, female journalists and politicians are abused every 30 seconds on Twitter in 2017. Female journalists and politicians. So, not even real people. Not even real people. You know, I, 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 I what, what was that? Oh, it's female journalists and politicians. Sad day for the female journalists and politicians. All journalists and politicians get harassed. All people get harassed. Women get, get harassed on Twitter. I get harassed on the Twitter. There's a block button. It is funny to use. Also, just get a better advance. It's a lot easier to do that. Female journalists and politicians abused every 30 seconds. We're not doing good enough, guys. Now, this was interesting, and I'm not sure about it uh, because I don't know enough. Facebook offered big tech terms more user data than previously revealed, according to the New York Times. It looks like uh, Microsoft and Amazon, uh, Spotify and Netflix, all of these other places uh, were able to actually read, send and edit your messages, your private messages 
But uh, you, you can't be mad because you gave them permission to do it by logging into Facebook or logging into these, these apps through the Facebook login. That's the big story on that. That's, I mean, that, I, that's your own fucking fault for having a Facebook. We ought to all kick ourselves in the fucking nuts for having Google. I don't care. I'm tired of doing this. Uh, and I got, a, I, I, I got one sad thing. Some sad news before we, uh, before we go off on this. And, uh, the second to the last show of this fucking year. This long, hellish, bullshit year. Michael Savage is no longer, uh, no longer going to have a show. Um, it, it looks like he's getting, he's getting, uh, kind of kicked off of a few different, uh, few different radio stations. Still gonna have a podcast though, guys. Still gonna have a podcast. Uh, the Voice of New York come January 7th may be no more because WAC, one of the city's premier uh, preeminent stations, is poised to boot Michael Savage to deplatform him and broadcast speak, uh, according to his attorney, Daniel Horowitz. WABC isn't saying such. In fact, a recent news release from the nation uh, indicates Savage will be moving into a new, fresher format designed to take advantage of emerging media, one that will see him do uh, one hour of radio alongside one hour of podcast. Podcasting sucks. Podcasting sucks. You want a radio show. Everybody's a podcast. Chris D'Elia has a podcast. I have a podcast! This is Michael Savage. Michael Savage's audience is just behind Rush Limbaugh's. Savage has uh, uh, 14.8 million. Rush has 16.5 million. So we got to kick him off the radio. We kick him off the radio. So, so why is that? Westwood One's Bart Tesler, the man Savage said was responsible for syndicating a show, replied to an email seeking to explain by saying, that's a WABC item, not a Westwood one. The contact he gave, Lisa Dolliger... Uh, Dolinger, I don't know how you say Lisa Dong, didn't immediately respond. Uh, meanwhile, Radio Insight reported in September that Westwood One was shaking up its week a weekday afternoon conservative talk block, and that Ben Shapiro to go national as Michael Savage cuts back to one hour. Ben Shapiro replacing Michael fucking Savage. I mean, what do you what do you really say to that? I, I mean, whether or not you're like a Michael Savage fan or not, um, Ben Shapiro is not better. Ben, uh, Michael Savage is is kind of a uh, an edgy guy. He kind of bucks, you know, things a little bit more than Ben Shapiro does. I mean, I'm not saying that like Michael Savage is like this, you know, uh, you know, type of fella, but more so than Ben Shapiro. And why would you do this when Savage has the ratings that he does? Ben Shapiro is not going to get these ratings. Ben Shapiro uh, is a guy that we're never going to fucking get rid of. So here, here's what uh, Horowitz has to say about this. Michael's voice, unlike his conservative competitors, has always been very independent. Savage is wi uh, completely a wild card, right? And yada. Okay, this actually is fucking boring. But... Yeah, I mean, like, dude, Michael Savage has gone after Glenn Beck and Rush Limbaugh and all these people. He's attacked other radio guys constantly. I mean, he's done everything but call them faggot motherfuckers. Ben Shapiro is not going to do that. The Daily Wire sucks. The Daily Wire is the fucking lamest, most Jewy fucking website. 
Like, everybody that works there is a piece of trash. And Ben Shapiro is a piece of fucking trash. Donald Trump is a dumpster fire. Like, they're just... So, I don't know. Talk Radio is about to get a hell of a lot more fucking Jewish. And that's, uh... You know, that's cool. We're gonna be losing a great guy. Michael Savage. Um, that's upsetting. I don't know. Uh, I'm tired of doing this. And, uh... I know it's a little short. Uh, but that that's okay. That's okay. We've got, uh... On, on Saturday, uh... We've got, uh... Uh, a, a, a cool com- a comic slash comedian guy coming on. Um, he uh, he did the the hate coup uh, animation. He did the stone toss animation, all of that. Uh, so he's pretty cool. It was a voice in one of his in, in his most in his most latest as as that appropriate language, um, appropriate grammar there in, in his most latest animation. And it was a lot of fun. He's a, he's a really good guy. I talked to him uh, just the other day. Uh, we related on how fucking absolutely terrible the comedy scene is. So anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and get the fuck out of here. I still don't have the outro music, which is which is frustrating. But you know, it's it's the end of the year. It is the end of the year. We're just we're just gonna do everything that we can to just kind of get just kind of get this over with. Um. And we'll and we'll go from there. All right. I'll see you. Uh, see you soon.